This is the first episode of our new, new series, Mysteries of Life, with me, Rob Glasser. Today, well, I'm not going to spoil it yet. You're going to have to stay till after the intro to find out. So, let's go. And I realize I need a new opening credit. We'll get that later. So welcome to Mysteries of Life. One thing that I've been dying to do for the longest time is to have a series all about the unknown, the spooky, or the things that we'd like to know, but for some reason can't. Questions like why we don't remember all of our past, why we shouldn't be time traveling, or where Bigfoot and his friends are actually living. Now, those are some of the generic questions. However, we're starting off the series with a great question, why we don't know everything in the world. And let's see if this series helps us to maybe change that. I'm going to start off with a quote by the man himself, H.P. Lovecraft. We got the book right there. <laughs> and he says, the most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own direction, have hitherto harmed us little. But someday, the piecing together of dissociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and of our frightful position therein that we shall either go mad from the revelation or flee from the light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. That is very Lovecraft right there. But what he's pointing out here, guys, is the reason why we don't know a lot, know everything, according to him, <laughs> is our mind and possibly our body can't handle all of the truth. It's the opposite to, you know, that Jack Nicholson film. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so excited. I got to breathe between sentences. But he's pointing out that while science and history and learning has shed light on many things, we haven't yet pieced all of it together, which is one reason why history is only really what we have, but not what we know. Science, same thing. Science can prove many things in medicine, in space, in biology. But it doesn't have all the pieces yet, such as unknown species, such as our ancestors exactly. We only know from fossil records, from artifacts, from artwork, but it's missing pieces. And he ends by saying that the day we actually figure it all out, it's either going to be so much that we can't handle it, or we are going to run into what he calls a new dark age, more likely the safety of, I don't know, I don't want to say ignorance, but naivety, if that's any better. So why did I start out with this quote? Well, the reason why we don't know everything is because we can't. It is physically impossible for everybody on earth to know every individual aspect. Many people will even say, they only know the things from 
what they know. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Gotta calm down. I'm very excited about this series, by the way, as you can tell. One thing that many people kind of put down, but really it's not that different science, is the ancient alien theory. While many of you in that truly think it is strictly of extraterrestrial origin, and it could be, we'll talk about it in a second, but the ancient alien theory breaks down to one general idea. We don't know, or th there are things in the world we don't understand, and we aren't prepared for many of what it is we don't understand. Now, many a times they will talk about gods and angels in religion. And while I am a firm believer of religion, they also point out that it could be the manifestation of something else. For instance, dragons, not a thing per se. However, Many of the descriptions of ancient cultures from Aztec to ancient China and in between describe giant flying creatures or machines that shoot fire and can go very fast. That could easily be a machine of an airplane or craft as well. But don't get bogged down with the individual pieces here. <clears throat> They know, for instance, I was watching an episode, that giants are not a thing, such as the famous Cyclops from the Odyssey in Greek lore. However, bones have been found of larger humans. Even more so, medical science will tell you, many people in the past, from the Guinness Book of Records and stuff like that, were born extremely larger than usual. I think the tallest person was 10 feet, maybe. We have Andre the Giant, who you guys might know from Princess Bride, but he was a wrestler, and that was his stage name. I don't remember what his, what his real name is. Who was born with a body dysmorphic thing that basically had him grow to immense size. Unfortunately, those who have those disorders don't live long due to the biology of the human structure. It's a reason why giant uh, dragonflies don't exist because the pressure of their body would not let them hold. But we know that those guys existed from fossil records. So you're starting to come with me a little bit of where we're going about why we don't know what we don't know, but we do know what we do. I know it's very confusing. So, Ancient theory talks a lot about that, but really it's not just that. It's just the general theory of there are things we don't understand and there are things we're not prepared to understand. And they overlap. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're two separate. But most of the time we're not meant to know because our human brain is not function functionable to the level of that. Now, moving from there to another um, book slash movie. 2001 Space Odyssey was a classic and still today is a cult classic for many a person. But when it came out, it was a crazy idea. I mean, think about it. We were already 22 years past 2001 Space Odyssey. And in 2001, they thought they were going to find 
<clears throat> the meaning and beginning of life. <clears throat> the ending scene, though, is where I want to bring up specifically. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, turn off your, you know, sound for five, six minutes or so, maybe ten, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. At the end of the movie, our protagonist is launched through space at a rapid speed to what basically is a futuristic home planet. He gets out of his craft, wanders around, and sees nothing for a good few minutes. After a couple feet, or you know, a couple feet in, he turns the corner to see himself. However, I don't know, 20 years older. And we see him, his older self. I think he was eating dinner or playing the piano or something like that. As the camera shifts, we lose our original protagonist <laughs> into the guy eating dinner. It is himself, after all. From there, we see one more version. That guy, I believe, was playing the piano. The camera turns, piano player looks into the bedroom, sees himself, basically right before he's about to pass away. Zoom in once more. The oldest version reaches up, touches the giant obelisk black box thing, and boom, becomes a brand new entity in the form of a basically giant space baby. Again, read the book, watch the movie. It's, it's a lot of whatever. So why did I bring up that one? So <laughs> there's two thoughts in life as far as how you live it. The first one is you are set to do what you are set to do and that's it. If you don't want to change it, you don't change it. However, the other class says you are born, you are set to do something, but you have the thought and the choice to make a difference. In this ending scene, it really strikes home because at any given moment, I'm in the same position that I was the day before or maybe just 10, 15 minutes prior. That's to say that after I leave here, the older me, because again, I'm now, what, 10 minutes older than I was before, is already out in the other part of my house doing what I would do afterwards. Is that weird? No. You're not meant to see mo multiples of you because you probably implode. I don't know. However, you are going to be moving through the motions. When I, you know, sit in a certain room and I stare at a spot that I was sitting maybe an hour prior, <laughs> you can still feel you sitting there. Now, yes, Obviously, when you're in a routine and a habit, you do the same things, you memorize it, but you also realize that you are literally an hour older than you were when you were there, but you don't lose sight of your past self. So let me go back a little bit and kind of go down a few things again. So we have H.P. Lovecraft saying that when we do put all the pieces together, we're either going to go so crazy that we can't handle it, or we're going to run and hide. 
We have engineering theory and other scientific theories that say we don't understand things in the world and we're not prepared for things in the world. And then we have 2001 Space Odyssey saying, look at your life linear, but you can change how you do it. And that's what I think the ending of that movie is, is when he touches the black box and he basically is reborn. <laughs> the box gave him another lifetime to do something. Will he come out of it the same person when he grows up? We don't know. Maybe not. I do have a video on reincarnation set up, which will be perfect for this series right here. So those are the three basics. But the overall idea is that our mind is not prepared to be able to comprehend and process so many of the things we don't know. Examples. What do aliens look like? Or do they look like us and are they here? It's highly possible an alien will look just like us on a different planet. Again, we know that there's other Earths, so it's safe to think there might be other human or humanoid creatures. Another one is what was history actually like? Well, we know from artifacts and bones and um, um, architecture what they did, but does one know how a Roman or a Greek, excuse me, or ancient Chinese or ancient Japanese lived? Not necessarily to the point we think we do. And again, it goes back to it. And you know, last one, why don't we know all aspects of past and future? That's what we're gonna be going over a lot on here. And again, we're gonna bring back up 2001. We're gonna bring back up Lovecraft, all that stuff again. So if you missed this particular one, you watch on replay, we're gonna have, we're gonna give all these guys their individual episodes as well. But those are some examples as to the inability to comprehend is because of how our brain works. And if we were to know everything, we couldn't handle it. Now, lastly to bring up, there are ways to hone in the truth if you do the work. Now you're probably thinking, well, you just told me if you know too much, you can't handle it. Well, there are ways to learn according to um, uh, yogis, meditation teachers, uh, scientists, where you can learn in increments and it maybe won't be so hard. So for instance, one example, transcendental meditation. If you're a fan of Deepak Chopra like I am, he knows how to tap into an ability to shut off his brain and just be. He can see, he can feel, he can hear, he can theoretically touch things that are out of the realm of the dimension because he gets in such a deep state. Now he's been doing this for decades and he, you know, he's a, you know, he does this, but meditation is something we all do. Am I saying go to learn transcendental meditation? Probably not, but meditation in general, getting in tune with your inner workings and feelings. It's one way to learn about mystery. Another one is traveling to locations around the world known as secret spots or secret locations, you know, underwater caverns, temples, not so much secret because most people can go there, but these are places that most people aren't allowed to go generally, but if you know the right people or, or whatever, you can go. And what's great about that is not only do you get to experience culture, but you see things that many people don't. 
Why the other one's tapping into your unknown thoughts and abilities. Many a time people talk about telekinesis or, or the ability, you know, the ability to read minds. Um, levitation, being able to lift things without doing so. They've shown that with the right equipment, you can do those things. You got to be good at it. You got to know what you're doing. And again, we'll go into more of this stuff as well. But there are ways to do it. So what am I getting at really on here? Mysteries of Life is a series that covers all the things we'd like to know. We probably won't ever, but I am going to be working to find out. Whether it's true superheroes, whether it's the ability to learn certain abilities, whether it's finding the Loch Ness Monster with the giant squid, who remember at one point was thought to be made up, or maybe figuring out what it means to actually travel through time and meet other versions of you. So we hope you enjoyed this series premiere. I tried to give as much as I could. Super excited. This is like almost a 20 minute video. That's freaking cool. Thank you guys for joining us live. If you weren't able to, this will be on replay. But now that the series is up and running, stay tuned for not only Everyday Heroes, Minding Your Mental Health, Ultra Universe Live, but now Mysteries of Life. I'm so excited to get more mysterious with you. Until next time, thanks for watching and stay curious.